You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. How much time till we're on? on, Ron. What? We're on the air right now. I'm ready. Good evening, I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Hello, welcome to the show. Uh, No Badge. No sats. Uh, they're both on holidays, but it's uh, Jason Matthews here being joined tonight by Matt the Rat Rogers. Hello, Matty. Hello, Jace. Good, mate. How was your uh, How was your Chrissy? Oh, it was great. Had uh, had my son and his partner over and, and the kids. And uh, my daughter was in Sydney with her partner and visiting family down there, but uh, cooked up a nice roast on the roast lamb on the Weber. Yep, good to see. It was beautiful. None and, of this... Uh, I mean, I don't mind a mixture of seafood and roast, but you can't go full seafood. I had roast on Christmas Day, seafood Boxing Day. Oh, see, so you're that's clever. Mm, just mixed it up. Jack's joining us as well. Hello. How was your? Now, did you, did you, did you have Christmas Day with your flatmates? No, no, I actually moved out. Oh, thank moved God. Out, yeah, so I was uh, worried about where, your where life. To, where, where have you moved out to? Get, uh, Oh, no, give us the address. So I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I've actually moved back in with my parents. So, uh, mate, put your hand times. up. I know you've been away because <laughs> put your hand up, mate. When you're going to push the button. How old are you, Jack? Sorry. How old are you? Twenty-eight. And you're bludgeoning off your parents. Yeah, back home with the parents. So, uh, started off strong with Christmas. Why are we? Why are we both shaking our heads? Uh, you know what? You know why? What, we're because jealous? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I moved out of home and went to boarding school at 13 years old. Never went home after that. Went straight you're not going to – seriously, hang on, wait. You're not going to give us crappy boarding school stories like Sats does every night? No, 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 okay, I'm not. But what good. I'm saying is I used to be so jealous of all my teammates that I played with at Cronulla that were living with their parents. And they're, they're like you know, 20, 21, 22, saving a fortune, not having to pay rent, putting money aside, buying houses. Yep. And here I am struggling away having to pay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Struggling. Now, listen, yeah, but again, you were that was 21, right? Yeah. Well, 13 when you went to boarding school. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about a bloke who's 28. Yeah, fair point. <laughs> right. Yeah. Fair point. Yeah. So how was Chrissy, mate? Good. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thanks, mate. It was uh, good. Had the little niece. It was uh, like her second Christmas for the first one where she kind of understood what was happening. So yeah. how good that, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. How about you, mate? Yeah, that was great. It's fantastic. Ate way too much. Never left the couch. What was the highlight of the food? For you, oh, it was the prawns? The prawns on Chris? What? I, I, I just king prawns, we said seafood, medium wasn't... king prawns, tiger they were medium. Prawns. They're, they're from Jacobs. Well, the prawn farm out there. Oh, mate, I've been up to those prawn farms. Mate, they're they are brilliant. phenomenal. They are. They're, they're restaurant quality. Yeah. And I made them. I don't know what he does. He just gets them. Yeah. All right. So I don't ask questions. Don't know. I pay cash, unmarked notes. Yeah. Right. Give them to him. I Scratch get my... up the serial numbers. <laughs> I get my three kilos of prawns every. No, they'll go. Oh, mate. There was about five meats. So it's two families that come together. Yeah. And you've got two wives who don't know how to say, no, 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 I won't bring anything. So everyone brings everything. And there's so, so much, much food, yeah. isn't there? In and out of the isn't pool. Isn't that, I, I, you know what, 
It'll be interesting to know how much food gets wasted at this time of year. Uh, zero in our house. Yeah, well, I can see. I'm still eating it. I can see. That. Although I said to you today when we first walked in, I said, Matt, don't know about you, but I'm at the end of my tether with ham. I'm all over ham at the moment. It's been I a week. Didn't didn't start trimming the ham until Christmas Day. What? Opened it up, and I'm I'm loving it. I'm I'm toasted ham and cheese sandwiches. Just cutting ham. See, I haven't done that yet. I haven't done a, it. I haven't done a toaster yet. I've oh. got. To, I'll try that tomorrow. Yeah, I had not. it with a salad today and threw some chicken in just to break up the taste. <laughs> Jack, um, I see you back on the lasagnas tonight. So Christmas is officially done for you. Well, no, I did polish off the rest of the turkey and the ham and some sandwiches over the last couple of days. So yeah, it's the uh, the lasagnas. It's just here. Do you hear it? You yeah, here we go. Yeah, beep, no, beep, so back. We're in back in. We're back in. Have you seen this? He has two lasagnas every day. Is that right? And and two, vanilla two, coke. Two for thirteen dollars, mate. You oh, can't go really? wrong, mate. You can't right? go wrong. Where's where this? Where do I get two? Lasagnas for thirteen. No, 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 but no, they, I can't say that. Mate, these, <laughs> these were probably made three years ago, right? right and okay. fro- snap frozen. Same bloke that does uh, the prawns at Jacob's Well. Just falls <laughs> off. We don't ask questions. Yeah, right, okay. <laughs> yeah, I got Jack. Jack did me a favour, so I bought him some frozen lasagnas. I've yeah. got mate. They're three fifty on special at wow. Coles. Oh, grab me one in the next. Yeah, year. mate. You, uh, seriously, I don't, uh, Jack. I don't even know how it fills you up. I've got some spares if you want, mate. They're, they're I'm in there. Good, actually, I'm good. <laughs> Steve from Dubbo has jumped on the text. 0457 736 736. Evening, fellas. Hope you've all had a, a good Christmas. Anyone out there get something for Christmas they didn't like? Oh, that's a. Yep. Did you? Yep. What is it? Oh, is just... it okay to say it? Probably not. Just because my wife gave it to me. Oh. <laughs> She's probably listening. Sorry, darling. No, no, I I did get <laughs> some very good presents. No, no, no. Gen- generally the ones yeah. that I bought yeah. myself yeah. and wrapped myself and put under the tree. Everything <laughs> that I liked, I bought myself and got put under the tree. I didn't even buy them for Christmas. I just bought them. Like my South <laughs> Sydney membership turned up. Is that right? They wrapped it and put it under the tree. Very good. And put from Latrell. Nice. That was nice. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> that was a nice one. Hey, um, did you get something from uh, – is there something – okay, let's put it a nicer way. Let's put this a nicer way. Is there anything that you would like to re-gift from Christmas? Well, it's funny you say that because I, go- I was walking with a friend of mine this morning and he said – and he was wearing this hat and he said to me, mate, how good is this hat? Your brother gave it to me for Christmas. <laughs> I gave it to my brother for Christmas. And he regifted it already. <laughs> Straight away. Well, well I gave it to okay. him before, just before Christmas, and he went away and he gave it to my mate. And yeah. Oh, it was. Uh, okay. And, and then he felt bad. He goes, Oh, do you want it back? I went, I don't want it back. What am I going to do with it? So the neighbor went away for a night. No, he went away Christmas Eve, come back. Yeah, two nights. Came back Boxing Day morning. He just asked the girls, my daughters, if they could feed the cats. So they just stuck next door and feed the cats. Did the job, everything was fine, got home. And he's given us this little Christmas hamper, you know, with wafer bits. You know those Christmas hampers you buy, foods you'll never eat or purchase throughout the year. Anyway, he's given it to us. I said, mate, don't worry about it. I'm going, this is crap. I get, don't worry about it. He goes, no, 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 I insist. So he's obviously gotten that from someone, right? Yep. And then he's re-gifted that to us. So (laughs) I've turned my back. I'm walking into my into my house, not knowing he's following me because he wants the key back. And I've gone, oh, I got this from such and such next door. I think it's been re-gifted. And behind me, I hear the voice, oh, Jace, can I get my key back? <laughs> oh, how good. And Anita goes, Anita goes, sucked in. <laughs> so, Caught. 
Well, I, I like what Steve said here on the text. He said, Woogs, there's no way your notes would be unmarked. They'd be covered in sauce and fingerprints and all types of food scraps. Fair point. Bit of Fair gravy point. in there. <laughs> hey, on tonight's show, uh, Matty Rogers uh, stepping in uh, for cover for, for the boys that are on holidays. Badge will be back next Tuesday. Is Tuesday public holiday next week? No. Ne- no, yes. Mondays. So you oh, and- no, yeah, Monday's a public holiday. So that's the second. So you and Badge will be doing the show next Tuesday night. Badge will be back then. I'm excited about uh, that. Part two tonight, the chat with Benny Elias is coming up uh, real soon. Great sporting moments of 2022. These continue Finish Thursday, don't they, Jack? Tomorrow night, beauty. Tonight, it's rugby league, rugby league related. Rugby league. I don't want to give it away, but it's a pretty big moment in rugby league. Uh, Simon Orchard from New South Wales Greyhounds. Um, he's a guy who comes on every Wednesday night. Yep. We'll chat a bit of Greyhounds, then he'll give us a couple of tips. Oh, I he, like that. He's... Uh, when he park racing tonight, his success rate's about 50%. A couple of weeks ago, we got both up. Well, I hope they get up tonight because I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that wouldn't mind a few extra bucks in their pocket after their Christmas spending habits. Absolutely. And, of course, uh, this is coming up tonight. Come on, that's ridiculous. Need your help to fill our That's Ridiculous stockings, so to speak. 0457 736 736 is our text number. Um, you want to start off That's Ridiculous tonight, Maddie, with something around Dave Warner you noticed yesterday. Oh. About a century? Mate, I was watching him Boxing Day afternoon. You know, he got a start. He was looking comfortable. He's playing his shots. I wake up the next morning. They're walking out to the crease. It flushes up on the screen. Dave Warner to score a century is paying $4.80. Come on, that's ridiculous. Oh, it was delicious, I tell you. It was. (laughs) (laughs) That's delicious (laughs) is a new segment we'll have, uh, yeah. Um, Mate, so obviously you jumped on, gambled responsibly, of of course. course. Of course. Well, it's always responsible when you win. Yeah. (laughs) You're not... You're not providing a very good. Oh, example. sorry, no. So that's no, your. That's ridiculous. That's my. Well, it is. It's one of. Can I? Can I just chuck one into wet the appetite? The weather in Melbourne. Speaking of wet, how, how does it go from forty-one day to miserable the next? Come on, that's ridiculous. Play ended early today because of rain. Surprise, surprise, being Melbourne. Mm. Well, the other one that I had was Yorky. Is that his name? Yeah, Nokia. Nokia. Yeah. Getting hit by the spider cam. Come <laughs> on, that's that ridiculous. That Pretty. is unbelievable. Um, you want to know what else is ridiculous? What? Dave Warner sitting on a chair in about 180. He's pickle juicing his, his life away. He's got a cool pack on his neck. They're rubbing his legs. He can't stand up. And South Africa still can't get him out. Come on, that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It, the it, bloke couldn't stand up. He was uh, in all sorts of trouble. But I'll tell you what else was ridiculous about at that time of the day. It was yeah. Mark Howard. Howie, the commentator, yeah. is calling it on Fox. <laughs> and he's saying he's got to go off. He's, he's 180. He's 20 runs short of 200. <laughs> no, he's not. You do, you do not go off. Stay in the zone. Get your 200 and then go off. Come on. That's ridiculous. Mm. Mark Wall called that too. He yeah. said, I reckon as soon as he gets his 200... He's going to retire hurt, and that he did. Well, he was going all right till he jumped in the yeah, bloody I was air. Say, well, that was ridiculous <laughs> trying to jump when you were full of cramp. Come on, that's and ridiculous. Just double cramps, uh, and yeah, he was no good. He was never coming back from that. Australia declared. If you've missed the cricket today, Australia declared for five hundred and seventy-five, a lead of three hundred and eighty-six. It was nice of the skipper. Uh, to declare just as uh, Starkey, who's already got a dodgy finger, gets whacked in the head. 
uh, from a delivery. So <laughs> thanks, Skip, for keeping me out here. Yeah, I needed exactly. that. Uh, of course, the highlight of the day, Alex Carey and his first century. He bowls to Carey, who cuts away for four. Bat raised immediately as it beat cover. <laughs> it's a maiden test time for Alex Carey as he comes back for a third. He's a fully-fledged Aussie keeper now. It's rare company. A joyful feat. The first by an Australian keeper in nearly a decade. Yeah, a couple of things I want to unwrap there. Has he now solidified his spot as the Australian keeper? Does he now feel like he would belong in oh, that spot? Oh, you would have to, wouldn't you? I mean, that's, I mean, Australia has just got just such a wonderful tradition of wicketkeeper batsmen, you know, going back to Rod Marsh. Now, you're Ian Healy, and I remember when Gilly came in, there was an uproar about, I mean, he, Gilly was getting booed mm. in his first match because Heels had been, he'd replaced Dropped. Heels, and Heels was, you know, everyone's, you know, favourite keeper, and uh, obviously Gilly went on to do what he'd done, he did, and, um, you know, it's, it's history now, but, uh, you know, it's just to see another keeper come in, step up to the mark, score a tonne, um, just phenomenal. You know the interesting. Now we have a we have a little bit of a stinger we play here called crap stat. Now I'm going to let you decide whether this is a crap stat. But he's the only second wicketkeeper in Test history for Australia to hit a century at the MCG after Rod Marsh did it in this Test match in 1977. So Marsh is 99, and that could be it. This is off the cut. I've gone through the one. Let's see what happens. The umpire is indicating that's his hundred. Rod Marsh has made history in cricket. The first Australian keeper, the only player so far in the centenary test, and that's two records he's broken in this very match. A wicket-keeping record for Australia, and now a betting record for Australia. The first man in history, an Australian keeper, to get a century in a test, and he's done it in the centenary. Uh, that is a very... You could win money on that. That is a stat that I would not have picked. I would have sworn Gillies scored 100 at the MCG. I couldn't believe that either. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a great stat. Or heels. That is certainly not a crap stat. Okay, thank you. I can't win money on it now. No, you can't. And I must all admit, our listeners know, but... I did steal that from SEN today when I was listening to the coverage of the cricket, and I think Channel 7 were talking about it as well. Very interesting stat. How good is the old school commentating of cricket when you hear them just oh, like that? that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just beautiful. Just, I mean, were you, you called your first game of cricket just recently. Yeah. How'd you go? Oh, uh, yeah. Started a bit dodgily. <laughs> dodgily. And then got a bit better. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I would love to I'd, I'd love to hear commentary like that now. Oh, that, it's so uh, British, oh, isn't it's it? Beautiful. <laughs> but even watching and uh, did you you watch the A B special, didn't you? Yeah. Um a part two is on tonight on Fox. I watch it when I get home. But yeah. even the commentary in that. Yeah. The old school like Richie Bano commentating the ashes in England. There's none better. No, nothing better. No. And, yeah, he's just iconic, isn't he, Richie? And, yeah, it's all he missed now. But I, I, I do like the commentary teams we've got going on now. Um, yeah, they're all very uh, wise and, you know, know the game, obviously, back to front. But uh, there was just something about Richie Benno that oh, that made it uh, – And I mean – It was the sound that, of summer, right? It was the sound of summer. And then you had the 12th man taking him off and, you know, like it was just uh, – those days were, were pretty special. And, and just watching – you know that Alan Border special. It made me just sort of reminisce so much about my childhood. It was, it's a it's a gr- it's a really well put together docker. Craig from Maitland says Dave Warner will win Man of the Series medal for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what 
200. Yeah. What, what about... Got a first baller today, by the way. Oh, oh mate, who cares? Yeah. I mean, what a knock. Uh, I mean, mm. to back against the wall, um, you know, stuff going on off the field, uh, goes out there and, you know, just show what a fighter he is. I think I said on this show, I'd, I think he'll aim up in this series. Um, you know, no one really aimed up in Brisbane. The, the, the pitch was mm. as green as the outfield. Mm. Um, gets down to Melbourne and um, does the job on the biggest stage in, and, in Test Match Cricket in and, Australia. And didn't he look determined, right, yeah. when he went out to bat? He did. Um, and he was mic'd up. Did you know that too? Yeah. He was, that was awesome that to was hear. was great. Really good. Telling the ball to go, go. Yeah. <laughs> like, amazing stuff, yeah. you know. And, and he seemed relaxed in the field, but when it came to bat, he was a man on a mission. He was. He wanted to smack the cover off that red ball from, yep. from ball one. It's exciting. He's always been that sort of a batsman. He's, yep. he's aggressive. He's exciting to watch. And, um, yeah, look, I'm a big Dave Warner fan. There's no question about it. But uh, there aren't many. There aren't many. No. I mean, look. For some reason. As, as, as a former athlete, I know um, what it's like to be in the spotlight. And I know it can be tough and, and it can be challenging. And, um, it's easy for people to sit on the outside and judge based on, you know, what they think they know. Um, but there's a lot of stuff. It's not easy being a professional athlete at that level um, where every movement is judged by people and uh, what's written um, can be written out of context or taken out of context. Uh, puts a lot of pressure on you as a person, puts a lot of pressure on your family. Um, so for him to come out and stand up and deliver just shows what a great Australian uh, athlete and, and representative he is. And, and the media nowadays play a part in that. They just jump over the slightest thing. They'll twist stories. They'll make stuff up. They never, they never have to go back and withdraw stories because we just churn through articles now. And, and, and it's appalling. Some of the some of, some of the journalism around Dave Warner has been, and, and I haven't been a biggest fan. You know what I I heard Tim Payne's comments in, in his book about how he thought that Dave was a bit of a victim um, because he was one of the people pushed for the pay rise for the players, and that kind of changed my view of Dave Warner. I didn't take Dave Warner as a as a person like that, and and I've certainly changed my view on him. I, I admire what he's doing. This is a man who has played over 100 games in every form of the game, the only player to do so. And you only get to do that if you're bloody good. Yeah. And I, and I think what that knock's done for him is probably given him the right to call time in his test career when he wants to call time in his test career. And, you know, when, when that is, I'm not sure. but um, I think you'll go to the Ashes. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he pulls the pin. At the end of the Sydney Test, I mean, what a way to go out well, he, on, he on deserve, your terms. He deserves to have to, to be able to make that call now. I believe. I just, I but just the, think it was a, it was a, it was, an, it was a gritty, tough. It, it was just representative of what I remember Australian cricketers to be. Yeah, you know, I remember Mark Taylor after he he hadn't scored for eighteen months. And he went out and scored three hundred and thirty-four, and equaled Bradman's it, record. It, you know, just to to fight through the the criticism. Um, the, the the batting slump. I mean, he'd scored runs in different forms of the game, but to not have a, a test ton in nearly three years, what, um, it would have been playing on your, playing on his mind. Yeah, 1,098 days. Uh, what would you do if you're Dave Warner? Would you go to England and retain the Ashes? I mean, there's in between the Ashes and the Sydney test, there is a s- series against India. That is, it doesn't get better than that. India in India. 
you know, doesn't I, play well on those pitches though. I feel like in my career, I retired probably a year too soon. I had an opportunity to keep playing and I didn't. And I look back now and I think, gee, I, I probably wish I had played that one extra mm. year. Um, I've had some um, former teammates and 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 team and friends from other sports who've called me about retirement. Um, I think you, if you're not enjoying it, and I wasn't enjoying it at the time. I was just really like just going through the motions and just grinding away. We'd had a big year in 2010 and I thought, oh, I can't do it again. Um, we just got beaten in the prelim and I just put everything into it. And uh, I just didn't feel like I could get myself back up to that level again. If you can't perform at your peak level, you're not going to enjoy yourself. And it's, that's going to be a decision that David has to make um, at some point in his career. Um, he's 36 years old. He's still got plenty of cricket in him. Um, but there are so many different formats now where they play. Mm. It's like there is so much on their calendar. It's like maybe if you took the test match arena out of his calendar and he focused on the, you know, that's the where I'd like him f- and, uh, and the, the one day is. I'd like him to stay, though, as a test cricketer. Oh, I'd, I'd love him to stay as a test cricketer. I, I remember when Warney retired. I'd, you know, I mean, I just. You have those great Australian players that whether you like him or hate him, you love mm. watching him. Mm. And and you know, I, I mean, I, I'm sure, like like you say, Warner's got his detractors, but you, you got to love watching him in full flight. He's just yep. great to watch. Um, yeah, it'll be a sad day when he's not out there. What do you think? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Do you reckon Warner should go out at the end of the Sydney Test, go on his own, t- own terms, or continue? Oh, I'd like to see him go through to the Ashes. Yeah, absolutely. I reckon that'll be a great way to beat the Poms in England. What a great and to come be a home part with the of that. Ashes, yeah. Come, come that's home with it. The ashes and yeah, absolutely. Do what do you think? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six is our text number. Rooster Mars, Merry Christmas, Rooster Mars. He says Woogie two boxes of Chico rolls is only twelve bucks, and that is full freight. Much better value. I, look, I, I did have a Chico roll on Boxing Day night too. By the way, you're wearing a Chico roll T-shirt. I actually I am. I am. Where did you pick that up from? Oh, I bought it on uh, eBay. All oh, right. I got myself a mate of mine one. See, we have a business idea. I'm going to share it now. We're just going to cut the ends off Chico Rolls, deep fry those and sell those. Right. Because that's the best part, right? Yeah, right. The burn ends. They're like, yeah, they're like the crunchy cr- oh, ends. so good. Yep. So good. Well, Where were we? We always we're t- wonder what's in the middle of them, so probably the ends well, are Well, oh, I'd bit. say uh, vegetables. Uh, Matt, the 7C Kia Sereno Large SUV uh, brings you Sports Day. Back in a moment with Badge and Satz's Benny Elias interview. They talk about kangaroo tours. Part two of that chat on the way next on Sports Day. The seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. The seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Benny, Cliffy Lyons in that second test made his test debut at 30 years of age. Oh, yeah. And what can you remember about his test debut? Mate, the one thing about Cliffy Lyons is, mate, I've never met a bloke who's more cool, calm and collective than than Napper. And and it was Napper because he used to nap five minutes before a big game. And that's that's how he got his nickname. He was the most cool, calm, nothing phased him whatsoever. And, uh, and brilliant in, in every way, his ball playing, uh, 
prowess was just second to none. He he was a man of, of vision. He had terrific peripheral vision in the game. Never Nothing phased him. And, and it's players like that that make the big plays in big games. And, mate, Napa, Napa was just one of the best. I mean, it was brilliant. You know, you go through players and you, you talk about Wally Lewis's and Napa Lions and, and Peter Sterling and Ricky Stewart. I mean, those players are – these people – they're just magical. Gary Belcher, Gary J. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these people. On, but yeah. you were badge, badge. You were, you were, you, you were so light on your feet. You just glided through that try. I mean, when we used to play against you guys, you, you just couldn't, you just couldn't knock you out because you were just so light on your feet. And people who watch it don't really appreciate how gifted and how how hard it is to to tackle a bloke like yourself, and uh, because you just can't line them up. I mean, today they line them up and build them. You, you just glide across the field and, and your footwork is second to none and so light. And, that, and that's what makes or made you such a great player at the time. And, and, there, were, and there were a lot of players like that, you know, the Yettinghausens of the world, uh, you know, Peachy. I mean, they, 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 were, they were just, they glided across and just like twinkle toes. And it was very, 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 very hard to defend against. I, thanks, Bendy. Very nice of you to say that. And I'm just—I was going to say before when uh-huh. we played at the start, you scoring a try that sealed the series for us. And at the end of it, it said, "And Benny lies ducks under." How many times did you duck under big bullfed front rowers that swinging arms they always had back <laughs> then, and just come come out the other side? It was just—it's—it's it's unbelievable. It's like a cartoon at times. It's like Chicka Ferguson used to do exactly uh-huh. the same thing: defenders in front, ducked underneath. And came out. Was that was that a survival technique, Benny, or just something you you developed as you came through the grades? Oh, mate, it, just my stature, I think, because I was a small boy compared to those giants. So mm. you, you take the odds. But I'll never forget scoring that try in that right hand corner there at Ellen Road to clinch the, to to finish up the, the the series for us. I'll never forget Ellery Hanley, who I played against at the Tigers uh, and played with him at the Tigers. I'll never forget he grabbed my jacks. And he just twisted them and looked at me and said, you rotten little bastard. And I, I didn't bother me for an iota because I knew that we'd won the Ashes. And I said, mate, there's no greater victory than 2-1 against you pommies. And, and, and I'll never forget it. And Ellery, to this day, we talk about it. And he said, it was just one of those moments that he said, it just got away and I did something ridiculously stupid. And, and uh, I'll never forget that. And, um, even today, they're still sore. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, you, we both went in '86 and '90. I've got completely different recollections of 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 '86 and '90 because in '86, I, I think like you, I was I was in the uh, what we called it F troop, but the emus, the players that weren't playing tests. Yeah, I was with you, and you were with me. And then in '90, yeah, we you, we made our way into the test side. How different were those tours for you? No. Oh. Chalk and cheese, mate. What, I'll never forget. I only played against Wally Lewis in a handful of games, and and I'll never forget. I was at Sydney Airport, and there we are. And then there's the great Wally Lewis standing there, and Mal Meninga, and yeah, and, and these play every great. I mean, these these players, like, oh my god, you know, because I was a young kid, badge, and and everything was you just you were just glad to be part of that whole squad, you know, to be part of that squad was very special, and oh. You know, and then, and then, then you know, four years later, because it was those kangaroo tours were only once every four years, like the Olympics. Four years later, you'd come to the site, and you're you're way more, in, you know, affluent. 
more more dominant, more more sure of yourself than you were because the new kids were coming up on the block and you were the senior one. But it was so special, Badge. You, you know, to to experience both those, it was chalk and cheese, and mm. you just you just learnt so much. You know, playing state of origin for the four years in between and. Loving to hate each other and the stage, you know, the, all 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 the competition between the two, and then you all come together. It's a real funny feeling, and I'll never forget it. We we, we had a test series when we were playing uh, when we we played against the Kiwis, and Terry Fernley was the coach, and we won the first state of Origin series, and he dropped, you know, a few of the Queensland players. Eighty five. Oh my God, the second and third test for Australia. Eighty five. It was eighty five, and, and, and news got the better of us because the 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 the, 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 the problems that we had between the two personalities of two different club uh, two different states it was a real sign of there's Queenslanders there and there's the New South Wales side Wally Lewis looked out, Wally and Fatty took over that side and BE and Wayne Pierce took over the other side which was New South Wales and that was that was probably the most ugliest experience I've ever had wearing the green and gold. It was disgusting. Mm. But it happened. We got over it. And getting together on a, on a kangaroo tour, I think, mended it all overnight. And it was such a disappointment. But, you know, you, you have your highs and lows. But when you're playing with that green and gold, you always, you always just think how lucky you are. And, um, and that is the way it is. And it always will be. I miss yeah. the kangaroo tours. It was an adult oh, getting up and watching them. Oh, they were great. Were they? Yeah, outstanding. Now, Benny, Johnny Cartwright and Badge and, and Kebby Walters tell a story about the big men versus the little men wrestle in the bush somewhere in between <laughs> point in A and point B in France. Were you part of that as one of the little men? I sure was. Absolutely. There was the Mick Mox, which was me, Alfie, Kebby Walters, Johnsy. <laughs> it, was all the, it was all the little blokes who would take on the big blokes and – Mate, Alfie had run around. He'd bite him on the ankles, and and <laughs> Kevin would whip him across the backside with the with the. <laughs> and the, the little menaces of the world got the better of the big fellas, and I it, tell you what, it became quite, it became quite aggressive at the end of it. I tell you, <laughs> after about twenty five forex gold beers. It certainly got the better of you, and uh, the more you drank, the angrier you got. And the little ones, I think it finished. Alfie with... was the captain, coach. You know, I, I think Mal Sorry? picked up Alf or Kevy above his head and just had that look in his eye he like he'd had a few drinks and then that was it when everyone kind of went, okay, we've had enough now. <laughs> Don't throw oh, him, yeah. Mal. Just put him down. Mate, I... Get back on the bus. Well, mate, Mal, 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 Mal picked him up by the throat. It was like those cartoons, you know, when you watch them on the cartoons. He picked up Alfie by the throat and he put him up probably a foot high and said, enough's enough. <laughs> and when Big Mel sells that, when Mel says that, enough is enough, you weren't going to question Mel Meninga, no way in the world. And that was the end of it. It, it was it was a, a very, very, very uh, special experience. But, mate, you don't want to do that again, not with Mel. All right, plenty of stories oh, to tell, Benny. That was fun. And back then, you and I said to Mel this morning, actually, I, back then, I wouldn't trade anything in the world than it is today, and and it was good old fashioned fun. No one got hurt, no one got sent home, no dramas. It was fantastic. And today, it's I know it's so professional today, and 
it, and, and it is great to have a kangaroo tour back. And I know that Mal, Mal has been very influential and very committed to making this back again, which is a real plus for him, mate, because he's, you know, he's really worked very hard at making this happen. It's been very difficult because everything between now and the last kangaroo tour has been just a disaster of, of, of you know, yeah. of, of not making it happen. And he's made it happen. Congratulations to him and well done. Hey, good on you, Benny. No, thanks. Always good to talk to you guys. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Ah, uh, what do you mean, Badge and Sats? Cut it out. There's no Badge and Sats. There They're isn't. on holidays. It's uh, Matt Rogers, Jason Matthews for Sports Day. Wednesday. It's a Wednesday, right? It is a Wednesday, yep. Okay. Golf Day. Yeah, that's right. You did that today, didn't you? I played you? golf with Matt Rogers today. He's a pro golfer. How's that? There's a Cam Fair Smith and a Cam Smith and a Matt Rogers and a Matt Rogers. League in golf. How did the Matt Rogers... And Matt Rogers compared to the Cam Smith, Cam Smith. Well, the well Matt Rogers, the golfer, shot two under, I think, three under. And yep. Matt Rogers, the footballer, yep. shot two over. I double bogeyed 17. And two I, over? And I bogeyed 16. So. That's after 18 holes, two yep. over? Yep. That's incredible. Yep. Yeah, the last time I played, it was a two-man Ambrose. So I couldn't, I can't tell you what I shot. It wasn't great. Uh, I lost 12 golf balls. This is at Royal Helensvale. <laughs> Royal and Ancient. And Royal and Ancient, Helensville. Mate, you know my worst score there is 125. That's a lot of... It was well, a very I, frustrating day. There was 11 wipes. Well, I say to many many of my friends that are fairly average golfers, I don't mind if you play bad, just play bad fast. <laughs> they've put a shot limit in. Oh, well, when you're playing anyway, when you're playing comp, but they, they've. I remember one day, I just went around for, a, you know, just to hit one afternoon, I took Aria, the evil twin, and she was laughing because I lost six balls on the one hole on the third. And I, I gave up at 14. Yeah. If I'd lost six balls on the third, I don't think I'd make it to 14. It's only a little body of water too. Right. <laughs> For expert car service, uh, booking your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. Big news uh, came out a couple of days ago. And I know Badge, if he was on tonight, he'd be absolutely fuming. The West Tigers have signed English superstar John Bateman on a four-year deal that was seen back in the NRL until the end of 2026. Of course, he played for the Raiders, said he wanted to go home. He was homesick, and his daughter was there. Uh, perhaps that situation has sorted itself out, or his daughter's coming back to Australia. But I reckon the Raiders Raiders fans could feel a little disappointed by this news. Oh, they would be for sure. I mean, he went home homesick. Um, that was his reason that he wanted to get out of his contract to go and see his daughter. I, don't, I, I mean, look, I don't know the detail around it. Is he, if he's bringing his daughter back, but a four-year deal—that's uh, a long time. Um, if you were homesick before, uh, but great, great uh, get for the West Tigers. Uh, he's a, look, he's a great player, leads by example. The Tigers have—they lost, you know, two of their best players in Luke Garner and um, uh, Luciano Lelua, their yep. back rowers. So. He leads by example. Um, you know, he's a proven performer, and you know, I think the West Tigers are moving in the right direction. They've got they've, they've got some great players moving in next year. You can see uh, Tim Sheens now sprinkling his magic dust over this squad, can't you? Yeah, you can. And and he's. I remember when they won the comp, and he just so he downplayed that side. He didn't put any pressure on him, and he's sort of downplaying a little bit of this now at the moment too. He's not getting too excited. They're, you know, they're just going to be taking you know, baby steps at this stage, but. I know, you know, when he starts to assemble this team and, you know, they've had their first block of preseason, 
you know, they'll be starting to feel pretty good about themselves and who knows what they could do next year. What I do know is in the last few years when West Tigers have played, I've been more inclined to watch something else. Yeah. I will want to watch them next year. Yeah, wow. Okay. Uh, as will I will want to watch the, the, the Bulldogs. I well, mean, what about this news around Joshie Reynolds? He's signed a three-month uh, train and trial deal trying to get his way back into the Bulldogs' top 30 at 33 years of age. Look, I think it's a great move by Gus. Why wouldn't you have a guy who's passionate, who's you know been at the top level, who's you know he's what the Bulldogs are all about. He's got that fight in him. He's, he's tenacious. Um, there's zero risk to them. If he goes there and he goes well um, and he puts his best foot forward, I think he could play a good. You know, I, I don't think he's going to play. I don't think he's going to be a star for the Bulldogs. I don't think he's going to be a starter for the Bulldogs. I think he can be a great 14. So he can make the 17 uh, if, if uh, you think well, possibility? I, I think if they've got a few injuries or, you know, they're struggling and they need to sort of a bit of a boost. You know, he plays with great energy, Josh. So he could be fantastic in that, for that, in that instance. But, I, you know, look, I think he'll play a bit of New South Wales Cup. If he does get into the top 30, this is if he does get into the top 30, and I think he could play a role, you know, a, a, a bit playing role just off the bench perhaps as a 14. Look, if they get a couple of injuries, he might start a few games. But mm. um, there's no risk, no risk to the Bulldogs to have him there. Great um, story if he does make the 30, that, considering all the crap he's been through. Oh, he's, you know, well, yeah. <laughs> but when, I mean, he's 33. Um, <laughs> He's he's been through a bit, uh, but I, look, I, I I like watching Josh Reynolds play. I think he's a, you know, he's they call it what do they call him the grub. Yeah. Um. He, he's every team needs a grub. Well, you do, and you know, I I played with a guy named Dean Treister at the Sharks, and Joey and Gordy, they all hated him. I'd go into rep teams, <laughs> and they'd all like, "What's he like?" I'm like, "Mate, he's the best bloke," and he's the sort of guy you want on your team. And every team, Greg needs Bird, one. yeah, Greg Bird, perfect example. Yeah, right. Great yeah. bloke. Great teammate, horrible opposition. He played in our cricket team, Queen's fourth grade. Did he really? I don't know how he, he ended up in the side. Well, it was him and um, oh, the big front row, Michael. Oh, I, I remember. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. They all played with us at Queen's. Mate, he absolutely <laughs> loves it, Bertie. Yeah. He loves his cricket and um, rates himself too. Yeah, he was, he was all right. He's handy. He's yeah, got he, great hand-eye and he's the most – Yeah. Ferocious competitor in anything you do. It was incredible. Yeah. And he was intimidating without being intimidating, <laughs> even to his own teammates. Yeah, well, mate, imagine standing opposite him. My first game against Cronulla, he played in the background. I was on the left <laughs> edge and he ran at me all game, elbows and knees. It was uh, it wasn't a very pleasant experience. Hendo, Michael Henderson. Not, yeah, that's right. Former Dragons. Great, great man. Broke his leg too and they had to put a rod in it. I remember we were playing one day. He's come out. I think we're about five for 30 because everyone just races to get back to the Esky. Yeah, right. right. The team well, it's fourth Esky. grade. Yeah, that's right. So it's 35 overs or 40 overs aside. Uh, Hendo comes out, and I think we end up being six for 300. Right. And he, he, he whacked 100 in like 15 overs. Yeah, wow. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. And they went, when they were hit, they were hit. Yeah, and oh, then mate, he bowls. It's like, you just take a, you boys, you just do what you like. I'll just be up here at the Esky. Yeah, one of the good fellas, Hendo, that's for sure. Yeah, he was. Uh, well, he still is, yeah. no doubt. He's, <laughs> he's not dead, right? No. That's what I'm just, no. it made it sound like he was, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, you you said, new yeah. TikTok, new TikTok trend. Announcing someone's died. I know. Save that for that's uh, ridiculous. That's coming up uh, real soon. 0457 736 736. If you've got a that's ridiculous for us, the seven-seat Kia Sorento large SUV, bring your sports state. We're going to go to a break. Back in a moment.
the seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. The seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. 0457 736 736. Matty Rogers, Jason Matthews here tonight on Sports Day. Hope you had a good Chrissy, everybody. Great I know. Chrissy. Oh. Mm. Can you believe it's been and gone? I know. I was only thinking that today. It's my favourite part of the year. I apart, love it. Apart from the fact when the belt is now starting to... Tighten. Yeah, it's not good. Go out a notch. Yeah. Yeah, but what if you're at the end of your notch? You've got to go get a new belt. Oh, bugger that. Like they say, what do they say? Life is like a toilet roll. The older you, the older it gets, the quicker it goes. <laughs> there you go. Mm. Stream every NFL game this season live on NFL Game Pass. Visit nflgamepass.com. I certainly did on Christmas morning with the Cowboys upset the Eagles. Oh, I mean, the Eagles didn't have Jalen Hurts starting. Um, well, the, the Eagles got ahead real late in that game too, and the Cowboys did well to fight back. Yeah, they did. Um, a couple of intercepts from the Cowboys. I think three turnovers led to points. So mm. that certainly helped. Uh, My 49ers. Yeah, man. they're going they're, all right. They're going well. I think, uh, well, I need I needed you to beat Philadelphia because we need, if to get the, the, the one seed, we need Philadelphia to lose their next two games and we need to win ours. So thank you for starting off the trend. To no, the Cowboys. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. You still want to buy that uh, San Francisco 49s jumpers? What, what oh, number is it again? Uh, I forget, but it's got Hayne on the back. <laughs> yeah, he, no, was a, good. <laughs> he was a good young bloke who played. Uh, Tom Brady, who will be a free agent next season, has confirmed if he does retire this time, it will be for good. If he does. What happened to that bloke who got the ball? They paid like 250 grand for it. Yeah, gave him Bitcoin. I hope he sold it on the spot because it's probably worth about <laughs> half now. But... um. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, what a what a career he's had. I mean, they, they're going to make the playoffs, Tampa, and they're know, seven and eight, terrible. winning their division. Yeah, it's um, unbelievable. But uh, hey, JJ Watt has retired as well. I mean, he hasn't he hasn't been around. For, oh, I haven't seen well, him. Well, he's been injured the last few years. He's just been struggling with injury. But what a absolute specimen of a human being he is. Yeah, he is absolute monster. He's a bit of a movie star. He was in a TV show or a movie as well, J.J. Watt. Oh, they, they, I do, mean, they do all sorts of stuff, these American sports stars. Well, Tom Brady was in Ted too. Like, I Remember mean, that? I mean, they tried to milk him. I was in a movie. Were you? Yeah. Oh, I, I, <laughs> Were you milked? I, I can't even remember the name of it. I played a cameo and um, yeah, yeah, it was very average. Was it like? Oh, it was a good movie though. It was, what was it called? Did it, did it go oh. straight to video or DVD? Nah, I don't know. I, no, it was in the cinema. It was in the cinema. <laughs> I'm gonna, I've got to work out what it is. I'll, and I'll, I'll, was it a I'll regular cinema? <laughs> no. Will you work out what it is? We'll come back with that information. Plus your texts in just a moment. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Matt Rogers in the chair tonight. The seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. The seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day 
with Badge and Sats. Welcome back. Second hour of the show. No Sats, no Badge. They're on holidays. Badge will be back next Tuesday night with the Rats. Matt Rogers in the Sports Day studio. Um, yeah, I'm here. I'm loving it. It's uh, good to be here. Just dropped the bombshell uh, before that uh, you were in a movie. I was in a movie. Yeah, it was called uh, Crooked Business. Right. 2008. It was mm-hmm. um, Blockbuster. Was it? I, I don't. Well, oh, it broke something. Not a probably not a. Actually, block. what were the biggest? <laughs> Let's have a listen to the, this. Is the trailer? You're in the trailer as well. I is am. that right, Elmo? May I remind you, mate? You are a professional vendor of stolen property. <laughs> is that arm, though? Yeah, it is. Right. Yeah, it is. Change your fifty, okay? Uh, sure. Look at you excited. You're excited, aren't you? Either of you boys in the market for a monkey? <laughs> Rule one. Gonna do crooked business, you gotta do it straight. There you go. My, my name in that was Bootsy, and Bootsy. I was a uh, small time crim. I rob a uh, a pawnbroker, and the pawnbroker owner just happened to be a, a gangster, and he comes to get his stuff. And right, Princey's in it too. I think Princey gets killed, oh, or I get he? killed. One of us get killed. I don't know. But anyway, we lose our gear, which is good. Well, it was good to see Princey was there. Yeah, he turned he was up. There. He was there. so. The top grossing – I've just pulled up the list of the top grossing movies of 2008, Matt Rogers. Crooked Business has got to be up there. <laughs> mm. I'm down to 11 at the moment, which is Sex in the City. I still haven't seen Crooked Business. Yeah, lately. no, I don't think we quite got um, that high on the ratings. But it was a Bolt fun – It was a comes lot of in fun. at 20. It was a lot of fun. Um, and it's worth a watch. You'll, you'll get a laugh out of it. It's a It's a – Written by the same person that wrote um, Get in the Square with David Wenham. Yeah, right. Good, yeah, good, yeah. Great movie. Great Australian movie, that one. I'm up, by the way, I'm up to 47. <laughs> right. That's Alvin okay, and the Okay, can we move on to the sport? Right. Can we move back? There's good, there were some crap movies in that year. Yeah. Oh, Australia with Nicole Kidman. Remember that? Yeah, I do. That was horrible. I, well, I, didn't even, I never watched it. She, oh, I don't rate her as an actress. Have you seen the movie No Country for Old Men? Is that the Coen Brothers? Mm, and it's and it's like there's a psycho killer in it. Yeah, I think I have. Yeah. How good are they? Yeah. The Coen Brothers. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, my, my son just raved about it on Christmas Day. He said it's his second favourite movie of all time. I put it on it after Christmas lunch and fell asleep. Okay. I got that, mate. I can't find it. It's not on the list. You know what was what was the biggest movie in 2008? A bit of tragedy around it, actually. Titanic? No, no, no. I don't think that was 2008. The Dark Knight. Leith the Hedger. Dark Knight. Wow. wow. Heath Ledger. That was sad, was, wasn't it? was great in that movie. Oh, though. that was, was that, that to me, that's the best Batman movie. Oh, and the best villain. Yeah. yeah. Iron Man was number two. What a great movie. Robert, oh, Robert Downey yeah. Jr. Yep. That's a great movie. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Hancock. Don't know what that is. That's um, Will Smith. Oh, I can't stand Will Smith. In fact, I can't stand any of the Smiths. <laughs> uh, Wally, Wally at number five. Yeah, I've got no idea. I can't believe you didn't beat Kung Fu Panda at six. Kung Fu Panda was huge. Madagascar too. There were a lot of kids' movies. A lot of kids' movies, mate. A lot of money. Twilight. In kids oh God. Quantum of the Solace. And Horton wears a who? He's a who? What? At number 10, of course, as I That's said. That's Dr. Zeus, I think. Okay. Sex in the City, 11, and then Mamma Mia, 12. Yeah. That, that'll do me. Yeah. We didn't, oh. re- we didn't, we didn't uh, break any box office records, but we had a lot of fun. 
That's good, mate. Yeah. That's, that's good. good. Uh, and what happened after that? Did you – obviously, you went on to Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> yeah, I kicked on into reality TV. To be yeah. honest, it's just between you and I, right? Is that is that the worst show ever that you've yeah. done? Like, was there a moment there you wanted to strangle Daryl Summers? Be honest. Oh, well, he wasn't on it. Oh, no. wasn't he? No, no. Who was the host then? Uh, oh, actually, I know. Old mate from Home and Away or whatever. No, he'd left no? the year before. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. So was Sonia there? Daniel McPherson had just left. Oh. I think maybe Sonia was there. Oh, I can't remember who it was. It's a, it's the worst show on TV. Yeah, it has that and where they make snacks. Like just go and buy it. Don't be a tight <laughs> <Right>. ass. <laughs> you know you go and buy a bag of snakes for two bucks. Yeah, I know. How what? good are snakes? How do you make? <laughs> That's right. Alan's snakes. You know what I got for Christmas? The best present. Was it Bob favourites? Box of favourites? No, I got a, a bag of strawberry creams. Oh, how good are strawberry creams? You've got to put them in the fridge, though. Yeah, really? They've got to be rock hard. Yeah, oh. good. I'm an expert when it comes to the lollies. Yeah. Hey, um, I've got a very sweet tooth as well. Oh, it's been horrible for mm. sweet tooths. Uh, listen, coming up soon, Simon Orchard from New South Wales Greyhound has a, has a couple of tips for tonight mm, at Wente Park. Uh, great sporting moments of 2022 rugby league uh, related. Yep. And, and a, I think it's good. And there's a note here from Jack. What movie Matt Rogers was in? Crooked Business. Right, okay, good. Okay, got that. Crooked Business. Crooked Business. I'm sure you can rent that from wherever you get uh, any, from yeah, any yeah. Video Easy store yeah, or something. Yeah, you can. Just go down to Blockbuster. <laughs> That's it. Uh, you'd be able to stream it somewhere. <laughs> All right. Get, get amongst it, people. Tell me what you think. I'm um, going to watch it tonight. Yeah, yeah, watch it. It's a fun movie. Straight it? after the bash. Yeah. Uh, text here. Um and I think it's from uh, Stephen Dubber. Yeah, it is. Uh, I just Googled Crooked Business. I seen, I seen Mimi McPherson is in it. I've seen some other films starring her. It was great. No. <laughs> oh, Steve. No. What was she like to work with? I mean, it's uh, not Elle. I, I don't think we did the, I don't think we did the same scene, but I, I spent a lot of time with Elle in my, in my life. Uh, she was the daughter of our chairman at Cronulla. And That's then, right. Yeah. Um, got to know her pretty well back in the day. Not when I say pretty well, like just no as, L, as yeah, a, mate. You know, ET. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> you know, you're not good looking. Let's. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I don't mean that in an offensive way. No, I don't. Ex- I, but I he know. would be the best looking Cronulla player of all time, wouldn't he? Debatable. And and you and Greg Bird would be at the other end. <laughs> oh please. Oh mate. Uh, you. I'm going to bring Birdie in here next time. You're gonna <laughs> yeah, bring him out. in. We'll talk about <laughs> old days at Queens. Yeah. Hey, you should all. You should all know how much I love Sats by now. But it just occurred to me. He won't be doing the last laugh tonight. Try and wipe the smile off my face. <laughs> right. You're doing it. I'll do it. Back by popular demand. Yeah. That's at the end of the to show it. tonight. Uh, Chico rolls are in my top five foods of all time. They're nutritious and delicious. I agree with that. Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm just not there. I'm, I'm going to have to. It's been a long time for me, to be honest. I do remember the smell of them, though. Great. Is there, is there cabbage in them? Yes, a little <laughs> bit of carrot, yeah, right. a bit of crunch. What, what, you know what happened with, like, when you know we were short on lettuce over the last twelve months. Have we? Well, we were, and and KFC started putting cabbage cabbage on the singer burgers. That's it. I, oh, it's not good. But it'd be a bit of extra crunch. I don't think that's no, a bad no, idea. No. Well, how much KFC are you eating? What about? Oh, Oh, I love I love KFC. I actually rang you once a couple of weeks ago, and you were going to KFC. Oh, right? mate, if, if I'm going past one and I've got the slightest little urge of hunger, I'm straight in there for a. Why aren't they open for breakfast? 
You know, when you get up, you're feeling a bit dodgy on a Sunday morning. I can't wait till 11. Yeah. Do you know what really hurts me, though? What? Is they don't have Coke. Oh, they have Pepsi, Pepsi. do they? Pepsi, yeah, right. yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> anyway, you can stop at the servo. Yeah, I know. And get something. you got to get yourself. out of the car then. Hey, Woogie, Rat and Jack, the only person who knows if David Warner should pull the pin or continue on is David Warner. No one should be retiring him. If Warner still has the desire and fire in the belly to keep playing test cricket and his form warrants selection, then, of course, he should play on. His double test ton proves there is still plenty of fight left in the old dog. Daniel from Prairiewood. I agree. I think I said that before. I think he's he's earned the, earned the right to call stumps on his career, on his Test career when when he when he feels he's he's ready to and and that knock just proves that um, you know love him or loathe him um, he has performed for Australia on many an occasion and and I think he's still got plenty in him to do so. Uh, oh, and I th- we're in agreement with Daniel. I, I'd love to see him though go to the Ashes. Mm. He'd, he'd, he'd have to go to India first. Yeah. He, he might struggle in India. He normally does. Mm. Uh, but that's the thing. Do I go through India and then people speculate if I do fail in India? Not that he'd have that attitude, but I guess you've got to look at the bigger picture. If he, I mean, he's in that test side now for as long as he wants. 200 shuts everyone up. Mm. But if he, if he decides to take the plunge and play on, he has got a very tough test series against India in the subcontinent, and yeah. that is a challenge. Oh, just then he's got he's got England. Yeah, and I think what what you know playing on the in the subcontinent and you know the the heat the the passion of the fans. But even I remember a story about Warney having to get shipped baked beans yep. over there. Just yep. I mean I know when I've had to travel with um, touring national sides, you know, to South America or to you know to France and all the, the places. That would have been hard, mate, traveling to France. Mate, it, 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 what did it's you a, have shipped it's in? Actually, Some Vegemite. It's actually not as oh, easy as you up. think. No, I'm not going to cop this. <laughs> Am I going to have a baguette Mate, when or you a can't, croissant When today? you can't speak the language. Yeah, you just point. No, no, it's not that easy. I went to France. I Mate, went to Paris you know what I ended and I up doing? speak. I ended up just going to McDonald's because I knew what I could, I knew a Big Mac was a Big Mac. <laughs> and I knew what I could Did get. Did you have a cho- cheese royale? Uh, is royale that, does it cheese, exist? A royale it cheese. does exist. Yes, it does. But I'm telling you, it's not as easy. And and when you're over there for an extended period, it's not you easy. can't speak the language, and it's hot, and you're bothered, and it's you know, I mean, that's that weighs on you. No, I understand. You know that five star hotel Just that you're staying in, the the business in the class, south of France, for, uh, yeah, it's not horrible. <laughs> Which red will I have today oh, with my Royale mate, with cheese? Please, you, you got that, mate. You are kidding uh, yourself. You, you, this is, I this struggle. Is, it's people like you. <laughs> People like you, yeah. That that sit in your high in your on your high. I'm not in Paris. <laughs> Neither were we. Where were you? Night, Bordeaux, Marseille. Oh. That's like the that's like the Mount Druitt of France. Whoa! Whoa. Sorry to our Mount Druitt. How listen. dare you? But <laughs> there is a moat around the field in Marseille. A moat. I understand to stop that. the crazy people getting onto the field. I know you talked about this. I mean. You're not going to, and you're not there on a holiday to go and visit the sites and do the things that you would do no. when you're on holidays in Paris. What what other horrible places did you go <laughs> to, Matt? Cape Town. Uh, that's that's pretty beautiful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we're, we're no, it's just the places where you can't speak the language. But I, I just went to. I used to go to a bakery the, every the, day and all point. The foods aren't, aren't. You just say the, bonjour the, and bonjour. then and then go from there. 
as long yeah. as you try. So you got to let you got to let the Parisians know you're not English because they hate the English, right? Well, I can't speak French. We well, say Australia, mate. You know they 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 worship the Wallabies. You should have used it to your example. Mm. Got a free baguette. Walk around in my Wallaby tracksuit. <laughs> well, Scott Sattler really... went and picked up a car. He yeah. got when when he got his origin kit for that game he played. Yeah, he put it on and then went and picked up his free car. Of course he did. He got old sats. Hey Daniel from Prairie Wood, while you work out your struggles over there, uh, did you? Oh, did you fly business or first on those Wallabies <laughs> tours? First. There we go. Oh, mate, it's life. not. Mate, you take. So you're taking oh, this out of context. What am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> Don't use your wordsmithing over there. I'm just asking you, to... how'd you fly? You said first class <laughs> yeah. to Paris and stayed in a five-star hotel, I'm assuming. You wouldn't have slummed it, <laughs> would have you? Uh, I've, dug, I've dug a deep enough hole. Gents, I, I wanna, yeah. what? No, do you want me to get you out of this? Yeah, go, go I'm going to move on. Daniel from Prairie would also send us a text about <laughs> John, uh, Bateman. Returning to the NRL with the West Tigers, he thinks it stinks whilst it's a good get for the joint venture. Mm. Um, it was only three years ago. He and his new management wanted more money in the lead-up to the Raiders' grand final yep. appearance against the Roosters than Canberra fans should be filthy. Wigan are also said to be not too pleased as this is the second time Bateman has broken a contract to sign with an NRL club. Oh, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with it, but I'll tell you who doesn't care. The Bateman, West, West, West Tigers. Tigers. <laughs> they don't care. And Bateman. He <laughs> They've got care. their man. They've got his money and he's, you know, I mean, it's, it's tough. That's the nature of, you know, sport being a business. Um, yeah, I mean, they let him out of his contract, Wigan, obviously. Mm. I mean, they've let him go. They, they could have dug their heels in. Oh, I think, I think, Matty, we're going to start looking at transfer fees. I agree. I, agree. I Partic- really do. Particularly if you've developed a young junior. Yep. You know, and they, they're, they're playing in your... Or they're about to emerge into your top team. Yep. There's there's a huge value of the time and the effort that you've put into that young player. Geez, just think of the money South could have made from the Roosters over all these years. Oh wow, a lot. But we have Penrith though. That's the biggest nursery. Mate, I'll tell you who'd be the richest club in the league: West Tigers. Yeah. What about all the players they've lost? Was that good management? Poor management. Poor management. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Actually, on the West Tigers, you said you're actually going to watch them next year now, which is good. Uh, hello to all our West Tigers listeners tonight. The boys, the Tigers, are eight dollars fifty to make the top four next year, which is uh, is that a silly bet? Uh, that's uh, Philip Mudge. I reckon that's going a little bit too far. I wouldn't be taking it. Um, I think. Yeah, they're going to be around the eight. I, I, I think, think that. Yeah, I, I, mate. They're gonna, I think they're going to improve. They've got um, the players to in, indicate that, but I'd, I'd eight fifty for a top four. Nah. I'd. I'd, I'd I'd have a stab at 15s, but yeah, I just I, I just don't think they're a top four side. I mean, you, you could put them in there at 50s. I don't think they're going to make the top four next year. You don't think? I think they're going to improve, but I don't think they're going to make the top four. Rightio. Uh, what do you think? 0457 736 736 is our text number or 1300 011170, our number. Uh, the, the other thing too, uh, that's ridiculous, coming up in just a moment. If you've got one for us, send it through to us. Um it was announced last Friday, by the way, that uh, – and we haven't been on air to, to talk about – the salary cap, NRL salary cap, will increase mm. a whopping 25% from $9.6 million this year to 12.1 in 2023. But did I read right that this wasn't discussed with the NRL Players Association? Or maybe I've missed – I've gotten that wrong. Yeah, but... well, well, the CBA hasn't been signed off on. Yeah, that's right. 
So, and, and the salary cap is a part of the CBA. So to announce that, it was a bit of a shock. Yeah. So the cap for the top 30 squads will be set at a record-breaking 11.45 million thanks to the game's strong financial position. So, geez, that's not bad, is it? Oh, mate, it's great. It's and, a good and, increase. And the money's there. So, um, and, you know, the people that are, you know, I guess most deserving of it are those players that are on the field, you know, producing uh, for the fans. And look, I mean, some people might disagree with me, but I don't think, you know, sports, our sports stars in this country get paid enough. Um, you give up so much of your life um, to entertain the fans. You do it because you love it, don't get me wrong. But, um, you know, I think the they, I think the, the athlete should be rewarded. What I like about it is the minimum payment increase for players. To 120, isn't it? Yeah, or yeah. 150 or so 60, something like yeah, that? It's not about just, you know, dumping all that money into your top five players. It's, it's giving an increase to... Because there's a lot of players at the moment that are on NRL contracts that are making 100 grand. And yeah. less, yeah, a little bit less, yeah, you know. So, and that's um, a that's a forty four week year. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's you know you're contracted um, for the for the entire year, and um, you are committed for forty four weeks of those of, of of that year. Now, I initially thought this was a great deal for the NRLW players, but I've seen some journalists, in particular some female journalists, and some that I work with here at SEN and. Um, their their cap has increased by a hundred and fifty three percent on twenty twenty two figures, and I thought, well, that's great. Yeah. I thought that's a that's a good start. That's an increase. Clubs now are able to spend eight hundred and eighty four thousand dollars on their salary cap. So, um, I thought, geez, that's good. And then I started seeing people rubbishing it, going, "That's a disgusting increase. It's about thirty thousand dollars a player. You know, this is a professional sport." And I'm going. Yeah, but it's a good start. It's I thought, and and, and where were we five years ago? Well, yeah, we didn't have we didn't have we didn't anything. Have a league. But when I try and compare it, and and I'm trying to be fair and balanced on this, and yeah, I mean, I think the women should be paid more. But right now, I think this is a really good increase. I mean, no one's getting a hundred and fifty three percent increase in salary anywhere in any industry right no. at the moment. So I think that's great. Yeah. Should they get paid more? Of course. Like just you just said then, Maddie, that you know you don't begrudge anyone earning a, a ton of money, and they should right. earn more. But I go, well, let's compare this to where the men's professional game was at the same time, and I think the women are ahead. Absolutely. I mean, I don't. I I, I have a management business. We represent a lot of NRLW players and um, some rugby sevens girls, and um, the players themselves are excited about this. You know, they're excited about, you know, the minimum payment for a, for a young woman now playing in the NRLW is $30,000. There's going to be a few players at each club that are going to make a bit more than that. Mm. Uh, my first contract at Cronulla was $4,000. Yeah. There's 94 girls that are going to be playing NRLW next year. They're going to be in, a, in an NRLW squad next year. 94 girls that were not playing in the NRLW last year. There you go. So they're walking into a $30,000 contract. That's a pretty good deal. Mm. Um, could should it be more? Could it be more? I, I don't know. But what I know is from the the girls that we look after, they are incredible, gra- incredibly grateful for the opportunity, and I love working with them because they have they, they they've got a platform now to perform, um, and they're grateful for the opportunity. And you know, I think the the state of origin girls are going to get paid the same as the men mm. this year. Mm. Um, 
it's it's moving in the right direction. Yeah, I think we've just got to be patient. Yeah, I mean, give it time. Yeah, yeah, good call, Maddie. Um, I was going to say, oh, it doesn't matter. I'll move on. What, what, oh, what's the NRLW cap like compared to rugby sevens for the women? Um, are, uh, are they paid more because they're representing their country? The rugby rugby sevens is, is it's the only it's a full time professional gig, right? Okay, because you're so playing tournaments play all, the time. Yeah. all year. Um, they travel the world and yep. they work damn hard. Um, yeah, it's uh, well, I know. Uh, the girls that we look after, they went back to training. Oh, they got back to training on the 29th. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Don't even get New Year's don't, off. Don't get New okay. Year's off. No. All right, what are your thoughts? 0457 736 736. Nick Kyrgios, uh, not my favourite cup of tea, has shocked Australian teammates. <laughs> shocked? By pulling out of the United Cup event in Sydney to deal with fitness issues ahead of the Australian Open. Good old Nick. Great team player. No, I was shocked by this. He doesn't play a team sport. He plays tennis. What about the people who bought tickets to go and see this? Because he was, mate, you, the, the captain, the, the coach, she didn't even know until 10 minutes prior to the press conference yeah, I know. that he wasn't playing. It's poor, Matty. It is poor, but I like Nick Kyrgios. Yeah, I I, I, I just, he's entertaining. Like he's not entertaining. About, he is entertaining. He's not. He's entertaining. He's, he's carrying. Mate, if I don't want to, see, if I want to see people carrying on like sport little brats, I just go to a childcare oh, centre. Oh, come on, Jason. He's a phenomenal athlete, and he's temperamental. He is not, okay. And All right. He is entertainment. I'll give you that. He's not a phenomenal athlete, mate. Oh, he is a phenomenal athlete. What's he won? No, but he is a, like he's a phenomenally gifted athlete. It doesn't. Well, there are there are phenomenal athletes who haven't won anything. He talks the talk. Yeah, I mean, he, he, play, he talks he, when the he's talk. on. He's on. I mean, he can play. When's he on? He made the Ford final of Wimbledon. Didn't win. No, but he beat some. He played well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like he's won a few tournaments. What is it you like about him? Oh, I just love the fact that he's not boring. I would rather watch him than Pete Sampras. You know, like I mean. Not Poor old Pete. Pete, Pete oh, only hey, won about how many? Okay, Look, Pete. That, that's no disrespect to Pete. Right. He wasn't the most exciting person to watch. Wow. Did you like? Did you like watching John McEnroe? How dare you? Did you like watching John? Yeah, McEnroe? but he backed it up with success. Yeah, he won some tournaments. He but, won but some he was, tournaments. But he was also a brat, right? <laughs> yeah, but he backed it up. And it's exciting with Jimmy Connors. He was the same. Backed he was a it bit up. Of a brat. Yeah, but champion. Kyrgios has won some tournaments. He hasn't won a major yet, but he's young. Uh, he won one in Mexico, I think. <laughs> He won a doubles. And look, I'll tell you this. What? Uh, when, when an Australian gets on the court, I'll support any Australian. I don't care who they are, for who they're playing against. Ah, oh, fair call. You hey, know. what's it like in first class, by the way? I just want to. Mate, I'll tell you, the first time I flew first class oh, to London. The I, first time. Mate, they, they were coming in to land at Heathrow. <laughs> I just said, no, no, do another lap. Do another lap of this world. I don't want to get off. Another champagne. Not do, the French stuff, do though. Do another lap. <laughs> Come on, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. There's got to be an investigation into this. This has got to be, someone's got to be accountable for this. I'm changing my that's ridiculous to Matt Rogers complaining about tours to France. Come on, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's not easy, Jason. No, I'm sorry. It's not easy at the front of the plane. Well, it's easy at the front of the plane. It's not easy when you're in countries for an extended period. You can't speak the language. You know, you just want to stay in your hotel room because it's just hard work. Your five star hotel room. <laughs> you know what? You can have your first class. A plane never backs into a mountain, buddy. That's right. That's right. 
Hey, um, that's ridiculous. Talked about uh, the odds for Warner earlier. You got some nice juicy odds. Oh, juicy, delicious odds. Got his hundred. Got his hundred. Four dollars eighty they're offering. Wow. Better. I, I bet very responsibly though, and um, yeah, I was very happy with his performance. I've got it. That's ridiculous. You want it? Yep. Give it to me. There's this trend going around on TikTok at the moment. Mm. And I love TikTok. I love cats. I just love watching cats. I love watching cat videos too. Well, I'm going to have to share some with you because oh. I love it. Oh, there's. Oh. Have you got that guy that does the voices when he's skipping no. Pat? That one? Have you no. S- oh, mate, I've got to send you some. Could you? You were going to love these. Okay. That'd be, I'd it's appreciate hilarious. it. Is it on TikTok or Facebook oh, or Instagram? But my wife sends them to me now because I love them so much. All right. I just laugh. I watch them and just giggle. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. TikTok celebrity death pranks. I've saw this. This popped up on general news today that kids are telling their parents that certain celebrities have died and they haven't, right? So it's their favourite celebrities. So they're pretending they're reading them out on their phone. Have a listen. (gasps) Billy Joel dead at 73. He did not die. Jennifer Aniston dead at 53. Oh, yeah, I saw that. What? She's dead? No way. Why? Why? Stanley Tucci dead at 62. Janet Jackson dies at 56. Shut oh my the hell up. So that's the that, latest trend. That is ludicrous. Oh, I forgot to play that bit. Yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Come on, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that is. Yeah. It's like. It's, I actually it's, think it's creative, though. I think oh, it's clever. Mate, that is crazy. That I mean, you would. Oh, I don't know. Just, Jennifer Aniston is certainly alive. Uh, and still looking at the goods at the age of 53. Yeah, yeah, as is every other person in that they message. If Including you just, Billy Joel, the piano man. If you just tuned in and you heard that. Um, yeah, they're not yeah, dead. They're all good. Yeah, they're all good. Uh, that, that is ridiculous. If you've got a That's Ridiculous for us, send it through to us, 0457 736 736. Before we go to the break, g'day, guys. Great to hear Matt back on the air. Is there any chance that we can expand the team to four? Yeah, I know, Woogie. You're wearing me down. You've held your end up when all around you are taking time off, extended leave. Jeez, I tell you what, Badge and Sats now know how to have time off work. Good gear, you can get it. That's from Shotgun Shine. So he wants Th- thanks. So uh, he wants you on the Sean. show with Neil. Badge and Sats and myself next year. Yeah, let's nah, do it. It's too hard. Too, no, not enough microphones. <laughs> it's next to name, I've got to say. As well. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, no, too hard. Uh, we'll get to more of your texts real soon. Break time when we come back. One of the great sporting moments of 2022 next on Sports Day. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Welcome back to the show. The Rats and Jace here tonight. Badge and Sats both on holidays. Badgie, back on Tuesday. Yes. I think I'm going to do the show with you next Tuesday. You are? Yes. I won't be. I'm doing an earlier show. You are? We got really desperate at SEN, so they've chucked me on another show in the day. All right. I might need some gear. I'm looking forward to your last laugh. Last oh. laugh tonight, oh, yeah, okay. so I might take yeah, yeah. that with me. Join Robson Civil Projects, jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. The great sporting moments of 2022, Matt. And I've got to say, this one has to be in it. The Rugby League World Cup was late in the year but provided a, 
a whole lot of excitement in the lead up and during the tournament. We had back-to-back World Cups at the end of the year, didn't we? We had yeah, so yeah. many of them. Melbourne. You, the Soccer World Cup, I, I, I enjoyed that. I did enjoy it. And, and Australia performed yep. so well. Yeah, we covered um, that one last week. Yeah, yeah it was just... Uh, but, yeah, I really enjoyed the Soccer World Cup and I just thought what a fitting finish to see Messi win. I know you're not a fan of Messi. No, I don't, I don't mind him. I don't even know anything about him. <laughs> it was interesting with the Australian team in the Rugby League World Cup, a lot of prominent players weren't available to no. play for Australia. They wanted to play for their other nations, uh, like Josh Papali'i and, and Suwali and as well as injuries to Tom Trevojevic and, and Payne Haas. You know, you thought, oh, maybe Australia a little bit vulnerable here. Yeah, but... well, the New Zealand forward pack looked strong yep. going in. You thought, yep. well, you know, that's where the game's won and lost. So, yeah, it was um, yeah, it was, a, it was a few sort of thoughts of, you know, maybe New Zealand could roll Australia in this World Cup. Yeah, I think there was always question marks around their halves, though. Yeah, yeah, there certainly was. Yep. Um, we started off strong against Fiji. We won 42-8. Josh Adokar showing his incredible speed, speed when that length of the field tried. How can you not love, love Josh Adokar? He's just an excitement machine. He's a great personality, and it's great to have guys like that in the game. He scored five tries against Scotland, where we won eighty-four nil. Do you think? Do you, do you think Freddie Fitler was watching this going? If I only just picked him in Origin, I thought he was. It was a loss. I thought. I thought he was. He. I, I thought he would have added. It just having players like that, that those sort of characters in your team builds camaraderie. Um, not not taking any away from anything yep. away from Daniel Tupo or or um, who was the other winger? Uh, I can't even think. God, I can't remember yeah, that far yeah. back. But I just yeah, I thought it I thought it was a maybe a, a bit of a selection blunder. Oh, Toto. Yeah, Toto. Yeah, mm. that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, look, Tupo was the blunder. Yeah, he was the blunder. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, his def- his defence wasn't up to it either mm. in state of origin, and he's probably I think he's probably the premier winger under the high ball though. Yeah, you know, and at you get, club level, you get so few opportunities in Origin that if you can just jag a try off a kick or yep. two, it can make a huge difference. Hey, um, getting back to the World Cup, by the way, uh, the final group game we beat Italy sixty six six. Of course, uh, Teddy played against his old his old team, Italy. Um, we then went into the uh, quarterfinals. We beat Lebanon forty eight four. Semi final was a huge match. Obviously, as you said, Kangaroos versus the Kiwis, both teams. Uh, this should have been the final. Well, actually, no, it shouldn't have been because I was so glad Samoa was there in the end. Led by Michael Maguire with some big stars. Uh, we ended up winning. And I don't know how we did it, but I'll tell you what, this bloke did. He helped out. Australia with a restart. Oh, and Murray straight from it. New Zealand bundied off. They just weren't ready. And Australia produce. That was yeah. It, that was weird, wasn't it? He just took the ball up, ran through the line. It, it, yes, they weren't switched on. Were they, they weren't. No, they weren't. And it cost them, and you know, puts them on the back foot. And you know, when Australia got ahead in that final, it was just you know, New Zealand were never going to peg them back. And um, you know, Australia just played a real professional game in that in that final and, and got the job done. I thought it was a, it was a good effort. Wonderful, um, wonderful effort from Samoa to make the final. They took on Australia, of course. Oh, yes, they beat England, which was massive Samoa. And the build-up to this game in Australia during the week was phenomenal. Well, Samoa, um, sorry, the Samoa and Tonga game sort of disappointed me a little. 
Oh, sorry, no, the the um, Samoa versus England game. Oh, jeez, I loved it. No, when England got England beat them like convincingly. Oh, the first game. The first game. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. And it was like, geez, what is like they promised so much, but then they rallied, you know, yeah. and they sort of they, they came good, which was which was good. They to see. they copped some flack, and they thought, oh, here we go, here yeah. goes Samoa again. Yeah, you know, they're just turning up. They're probably. Mm. Chewing through the buffets, you hear all those stories all the time. Yeah. But they clicked, and they had some big names in both teams, Australia and Samoa, in yeah. that World Cup final. Kangaroos started strong and asserted their dominance, securing their third consecutive World Cup with tries to Liam Martin, Cam Murray, two for Teddy, and two for Latrell. Still alive for Australia. Martin with the ball. They're going backwards. Hunt, then left. Clary Long. Here it is. Mitchell with it. It started with a Mitchell try. It'll finish with a Mitchell try. Mission accomplished. Beating Samoa by 30 points to 10. You know, Sione uh, threw in highlights from South Sydney players. I did notice that. <laughs> in the World oh, Cup. I, 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 I'm such a Liam Martin fan. Yeah, how good's he been? He's just, the last couple of years, he's just gotten better and better. And, uh, yeah, he's certainly, I mean, I, mean, I think... If if the Panthers had to choose to lose Kikau or Martin, I think, you know, out of the two back rollers that they've got, I think they they move on. No, Kikau moves on. I think they're perfectly comfortable with having Liam Martin there, bringing in Luke Garner, who's who's gone there from the West Tigers. I don't think they're going to miss a beat. What if you had to choose between Isaiah Yo and Liam Martin? I'm taking Isaiah Yo. Yeah. He just he, he controls the middle of the field so well. He's he's a he's a great footballer. Take nothing away from Liam Martin, but yeah, uh, I think Isaiah yeah, he's got the nod there. Okay, great sporting moments, Aussie sporting moments of twenty twenty two. The Kangaroos winning the World Cup, sixty years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. Uh, break time when we come back. Simon Orchard from New South Wales Greyhounds got a couple of tips for Winnie Park tonight. The seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. The seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back to it. No Badge, no Sats. You've got uh, Matty Rogers and Jason Matthews here tonight. On Sports Day, uh, Rat, this is where we catch up with Simon Orchard. I'm excited. Uh, from New South Wales Greyhounds. He spent Christmas in Lithgow. He asked for seltzer in a bottle shop. That didn't go down well. Uh, Labrokes Pause of Thunder, Saturday, January 21. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Why are you asking for seltzer in Lithgow? Oh, wow. I'm surprised I didn't run you out of town. <laughs> I'm lucky to still be with us today. Uh, look, my wife, we're going to throw my wife under the bus here. She wanted something just a little bit lighter than, uh, I think they had 8,000 slabs of Great Northern out there. And, uh, yeah, I asked for a seltzer, and the first guy said, I don't know what you're talking about. And then, um, yeah, thankfully, someone else jumped up and Matt, said, we've got four left. Nice. We've got four. got four. We've had these here for five years. I, I, I think Lithgow's a, Lithgow's a home of, is it Betty Cuthbert? Is there a statue of Betty Cuthbert in Lithgow? Is she the Lithgow Flash? Yeah, Lithgow Flash. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah nice. Hey, got a bit of trivia for you. She'd like a Great Northern as well, I reckon. <laughs> now, listen, let's get on to some New South Wales Greyhounds news. Gosford Gold Cup heats were last night. Star Chasers, she's a pearl, won a heat. 
and all four winners were within a tenth of a second. Um, that's pretty fast going. That's close. Yeah, you're spot on, boys. She's a pearl. Obviously returned from that uh, trip down to Victoria. She ran, of course, in the Phoenix a couple of weeks ago, that million-dollar race down to Victoria. She ran third, so admirable run from her representing New South Wales. She's back in Gosford. Uh, she was last night, obviously, and she won her heat down there, 29.27. She wasn't the quickest qualifier. There's a dog by the name of Zipping Novak went 29.23. So she's a pearl, went 29.27. Good odds, Emma, went 29.32. And then punters Bandit went 29-3-3. So there you go. There's the four heat winners through to next week's final, of course. The second placings from each of those heats go through to the final as well. It'll be our first feature race of 2023, boys. And if you don't mind, it's worth $40,000 as a wow. event. Uh, pretty good way to start your year. So, yeah, 2023. I'll be on track at Gosford next Tuesday, actually. So maybe next Wednesday we can talk about... Uh, the first group winner of the year. And uh, as I said, 40 grand, not bad. I know we talk about prize money a bunch on this show, but we just keep on keeping on. These dogs are just going around week after week for A-grade prize money, and that's the way we like it here in New South Wales. They don't have to leave our state to get uh, big money, and hopefully next week we'll see our deserved winner yeah. of the Gosford Gold Cup. Beautiful spot as well. Prize money, prize money in greyhounds is just is going nuts. Is. And we've been talking to Simon Orchard on and off the air about getting a, a greyhound for Sports Day, and they're doing syndicates now. I'm excited about that. I, I owned a few greyhounds back in the day I did with you. Lottie Takiri and Matt Giddo. Right, yeah. We had a few good ones. It was good fun. Uh, do you make money out of it? No. <laughs> no. no, definitely not. <laughs> no. We, so won I mean, bit, uh, we won a bit punting on them. That's about it. But, uh, yeah, no. more responsible kids. Uh, now, when are these syndications happening, mate? Yeah, look, I know I say every week I'm going to bring you more information next week, but they're keeping me in the dark, mate. So, look, meatloaf or whatever we're going to call the... the, the uh, hey, Ma! The, going to have to the meatloaf! There he, there we want it now! Ma, <laughs> the meatloaf! Ma, the meatloaf is the name of our guy. Yeah, I like it. As voted it's by already got a cult following. There hasn't even been born or paid for yet. It's <laughs> it'll it'll jump on Don every week, no, regardless of how bad it goes, because all our listeners will punt on it. Mate, can you do some homework this week, please? Yeah. Mate, I, 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 I will. That's, I, that's one thing I can do. Yeah, on that. Wayne Park tonight, mate. We're, they're running tonight. Uh, everyone's, you know, they're, they're a bit hard up after spending all their cash at Chrissy. Can you give us something? Can you give us something to get us out of a hole? <laughs> Oh, look, I sure hope so. It's the best part about racing. And I know you said gamble responsibility earlier, but we just keep on going. I think Christmas Day, uh, as I said, I was out at Lisco. My uncle said, where's the racing? And I said, mate, it's the only day of the year that we don't do anything. So tonight <laughs> we can try and get back on the horse or the dog, so to speak, at any part. Let's go. We're going to go back-to-back races. Race five, number three, McIntyre. Paying about 340, 350 at the moment. Look, it's a staying race for dogs that have only won between uh, one and three wins. So a lot of dogs here on even keels, but there's a bunch of them that have never run over 720 metres, boys. There's only seven dogs in the field. Four of them, as I said, haven't run over the trip, so there's big question marks over them. But our tip, McIntyre, isn't one for a while, but he does have a second to a Group 2 and Group 1 winner in Corborn Magic. Corborn Magic, we've mentioned on the show before, probably the best stayer in Australia at the moment. So that form is A1. I think it's good enough to win this race. McIntyre can take out race five. So it's race five, number three, McIntyre. And then race six, we'll go with number three, Rockstar Apollo. We'll butter up because last week we tipped Rockstar Apollo and he won really, really well. He smashed through the 32nd barrier, which I think we said would happen as well. 29.88, new PB. That's what he's capable of. And I think he can do that again tonight. He wants the inside. He's drawn box three. So I think he'll either lead or he'll tag the dog in two, which is Sir Banjo. Once he gets up the back, he's just a big lump of a thing. He reminds me of 
well, maybe not Matt Rogers, but a lot of his Kiwi striding <laughs> down the wing back in the day. Uh, and yeah. I reckon he's a good leg. Maybe for some multis, he's pretty short now. Uh, he's come in a little bit. But, yeah, right, race six, number three, Rockstar Apollo at Wenty Park as well. Right, yeah, right. Race five, number three, and race six, number three, Labrokes, Paws of Thunder. Saturday, January 21, it's Greyhound Racing Supercharged. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Simon, we'll catch you next week, matey. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Tell you what, we're nearly out of time. we better rush through this because we've got Maddie's joke, uh, last laugh, coming up in just a moment. That's a... Matty goes, that's right, I've got oh, yeah, a fine one. No, I've got it. I've okay, got good, it. good. Hold on to it. New Farm, Australian through and through. If you're listening on 2LF, birthplace of former South Sydney Rabbitohs player and SCN colleague Jimmy Smith for your Thursday. Top of 31, partly cloudy day, medium chance of showers uh, and a chance of a thunderstorm. It's got everything. Low of 17 tonight. New Farm's products are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm through and through. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Jeez, I can't believe this. We're nearly out of here. Jack's jumped into the studio as well. Yeah. Uh, this is text here. Let's, I just want to do text. Uh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Matt thinking Nick Kyrgios isn't a knob. Come oh, on, that's come ridiculous. on. That's not ridiculous. I just like, he's entertaining. I mean, it, I don't, I'm not going to go hang out with him, but I think he's, you know. No, you just keep digging a hole. Something to watch. I think whatever's, I mean, the fact that you think. Going to France is horrible, is, is another thing. I don't think it's horrible. I'm not talking about you. are just putting Sporty words, Gav, words in my mouth. Jason and Matty, Dave Warner has a bad test record batting in England. Stuart Broad and Jimmy Anderson are all over Warner from past Ashes series. Maybe if they bat Warner at five or six, I'd be opening with Travis Head or Matty Renshaw. Not too sure about that one. Uh, and Daniel sent in a text about the CBA agreement, but... Uh, thanks, Daniel. We might get to that tech. Make sure you send it tomorrow night. We'll have time for it then, okay? Are you ready, mate? Time to do this. On Sports Day, it's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. Matt I Rogers. can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage is yours, Sats. Christmas theme. Christmas theme. Yep. What did one snowman say to the other? I don't know. Do you smell carrots? Oh. <laughs> oh. How good is that? <laughs> Jack's laughing. It's not, it's not bad. It's yeah. Well, anything's better than hearing Sats do a joke anyway. So, well done, Rat. Thank you nice, for thank that. You, We're going to go. You're going to be back next Tuesday with the Badgenator. Have yourself a good New Year. Jack, we'll be back tomorrow night, yes, okay? Sir. We're going to play the best bits from 2022 while... All EPL. Well, shut up, Jack. While we sit back and watch the Big Bash. That's what we have tomorrow night. We'll catch you then. See you, everyone. Good day. Hey!